on episode 401 of Nintendo. You know, I got to say 401 seems a little less impressive than 400. I don't know why, but on episode 401 of Nintendo Switchcraft, the future of Smash looks smaller. Star Wars Pinball is on the Switch and I've played it. Castle Crashers may have a deal breaker and Sega is on a sale. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. I'm Victor from North Carolina. Don't get distracted by shiny things because you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, your source for all the news Nintendo-related. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Ben T. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over on the Patreon, over at patreon.com slash Run, jump, stomp. You can also leave a voicemail for the show like you heard at the top by heading over to runjumpstomp.com from any, I'm sorry, runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, just a reminder that every uh, Saturday in September, we are giving away eShop gift cards. And if you want to be part of that, go to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. This week, the winner was J787. So thank you to them for participating. And again, runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway for more information on how to join. Shopping pink, it's new Miss Pac-Man Marshmallow. She's got a shopping pink all right, let's start off. We've got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to be very surprised if I can get this in in, other, in under 30 minutes, but hey, knock on wood. Let's start with Mega Man. Uh, we've got this tweet from at Mega Man. Uh, I didn't know he had a Twitter account, but anyway, uh, he tweeted out uh, six games, five heroes, two series, one cartridge or disc, grab Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection at retail for Switch, PS4, or Xbox One in North America starting January 21st, 2020, and get all six games plus Z-Chaser with no additional downloads required. Now, I gotta say, does that mean that Capcom is finally learning? Like, we have had a lot of Capcom screwing this up uh, recently, and it ticks off a lot of people. We had the same issue with Resident Evil, where Resident Evil shipped with, I can't remember which one, I think it was Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, one and two were supposed to be a cartridge, and only one was on the cartridge, and you had to borrow, uh, download uh, two. And then we ran into a similar issue, where uh, Mega Man uh, Collection not the ZX Legacy Collection, but the Mega Man Legacy Collection, I think either one or two, only had some of the games on there and the rest had to be downloaded. But it seems like possibly that, that Capcom is learning from their mistakes. So, you know, we all yelled at Capcom about, you know, the way that they did this before and now they're doing it right. So it's, it's only fair that we applaud them and and tell them, great job, this is what you're supposed to do. Because, you know, it shouldn't just be 
about negative reinforcement. It should also be about positive reinforcement. And when a company does things right, we should let them know. So make sure that you tweet at Mega Man. Thank you for including six games, five heroes, two series on one cartridge, because that's how it should be done all the time. I'm I'm excited about this. And honestly, I'm not a huge Mega Man guy. I'm much more likely to take a chance on this because of that and to reward them for doing things, in my opinion, the right way. Uh, so I, I think great job, Capcom, for doing it right. Uh, let's talk about Smash. Smash Ultimate, it earned that name. It absolutely earned the name Ultimate. It is the ultimate version of Super Smash Brothers. You know, it has every character that's ever been in the series. It's got new characters. It has new characters that are continually coming, like they announced at the most recent Direct that they were going to continue bringing new characters to Smash uh, beyond the Fighter's Pass DLC. And we don't know what that's going to look like. Will it be another Fighter's Pass, or will they uh, sell them piecemeal? We don't know. But, uh, you know... I don't know how many characters are in the game now. I think it's got to be like 85 or something, like maybe 84, because we still have one fighter left to unveil. But with, there's so many characters in Smash Brothers that I, I can't imagine the difficulty that it must take in order to not only design <clears throat> how all of these characters will behave in a in Smash but it also has to be really hard, ju not just figuring out how they will all work, but how to balance them in order to make it so that they're, you know, whoever you want to play is viable. And I will say this, there's always people out there who only play meta, only play meta. And when I say meta, if you're not uh, into this kind of stuff, then you might not know what meta is. Meta is the, the meta game where... Uh, you know, you want to have the best characters. So, you know, these set of characters are considered top tier, and then these characters are considered mid-tier, and then these con are considered lower-tier characters. And there's always going to be people who will always just play the meta. They will only play the characters that are considered top tier, which I think is a mistake because you can miss out on some really fun character interactions that way. But that doesn't mean that you can't play a low-tier character and come in and win it like there there was I'm not sure how long ago it was it was quite a long time ago uh, but there was a, a girl I think she was 14 and she went to a smash tournament and she played a lower tier character I believe it was Isabel I could be mixing up my stories though but uh I believe she was playing as Isabel and she beat the champion and of course um, the horrible, uh, horrible, uh, heels that are out there, uh, immediately attacked this girl for daring to, um, to compete in a tournament, uh, that is, you know, just for sweaty nerds. And, you know, I'm not in, I, I'm not insulting the people who are in the tournament. I'm insulting the people who act like morons because a girl won the tournament. Like, that's that's where my problem is. So, uh, I'm just as sweaty of a nerd as anybody else. But 
you know, for people to lose their cool about this, I'm getting distracted. I shouldn't even be talking about this because I covered this on a previous episode. I don't need to talk about it now. Um, she came in with a low tier character and won. So, but there's always going to be this uh, tier of the, this is the meta game. These are the characters that are the best. And it's got to be really Im- just about impossible to balance that so that every character is fun and has a good chance of winning in a fight against any other character. And uh, Mr. Sakurai, who is the head designer of the game, he said uh, he, he was quoted recently as saying, above all else, though, Smash Brothers is pretty exceptional on its own by having every fighter from previous entries return, not to say nothing of the record-setting number of collaborations in terms of spirits and the music tracks used, Ultima is absolutely unprecedented. And all things considered, however, if Smash Brothers is to continue as a series, I don't think it will really be feasible to bring in this many fighters or titles again. And I can I can understand why he's saying that, but I think that I personally think that they're going about this the wrong way. Uh, I he He's basically saying, look, when the next system comes out from Nintendo and we make another Smash game for it, or if we make another Smash game, spoilers, they will. Uh, if we make another Smash game for it, we can't possibly bring in all of these fighters. And what I have to say about that is don't change anything. Just bring in uh, the next Smash game uh, have it be this Smash game. Have it be Smash Brothers Ultimate. You have made the ultimate version of Smash. Simply update that version for the new system. This is no different than uh, than an MMO. So uh, World of Warcraft has been around for 15 damn years. 15 years that game has been around. And I have had plenty of hardware upgrades in that time. And I know that that's not how things tend to work on console. Uh, but you know what? Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV started on the PS3, and then it went to the PS4. It, so it like it's the same characters. You upgraded your character, or you, you bought the new system, and you traveled, you, you, had, you, you started logging in on your PS4 instead of on your PS3. And after enough time went by, they said, we're going to stop support on the PS3 and only support the PS4 and Windows from here on out. And I know that there's probably people who are playing it still on the PS3 and they were upset about that. But you know what? You had years and years of having fun with that. I think it is perfectly reasonable for when the Switch 2 comes out or whatever the next system is from Nintendo that they make Smash Ultimate on that system and it has all of the stuff that you've unlocked so if i have the the fighters pass and i've purchased that i have the fighters pass unlocked if i bought the undertale mask for sans in the game i've got that unlocked on my switch too and continue to support both until it's no longer financially reasonable to continue to support the switch and then just move your support to the next thing. It's ultimate. You did it. You made the ultimate game. Why reinvent the wheel? Why start from scratch again when you can just bring it forward as we, and, and just keep updating the graphics when the next switch comes out, update the graphics. When 
uh, when the thing after that comes out, update the graphics and just keep because because clearly they've hit it this time. Clearly, Smash Ultimate is a success, and people are finally starting to allow Melee to get uh, uh, clawed out of their hands so that they can fit that uh, that uh, new GameCube controller in and continue to play Smash on the Switch. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, you can let me know if you feel differently. Uh, let, let's move on and talk about Star, Star Wars Pinball. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I have a full YouTube video. It's probably about, I don't know, 12 minutes or so of me talking about the game and showing some footage. But I will say this. The game is really, really fun. And if you are a fan of pinball games at all, uh, you should definitely check it out. The The boards have an insane amount of detail and uh, the sounds are really, really great, except for the voices. The voices are terrible. They don't sound like the actual characters, uh, but that's really not that big a deal. It's just a fun game, and if you're not sure, because it is $30, if you're not sure if you should check it out or not, uh, check out my full video that explains uh, everything about the game. Uh, I really feel like I didn't even know that this was out until I saw somebody tweet about it, and I reached out to uh, the people I know at Zen Studios and said, hey, can I get a copy of this? And they said yes. Um, it's really good. It's fantastic. And uh, if you like pinball games, you're going to like this one, especially if you are a Star Wars fan. But if if uh, $30 is scaring you off, then what I would recommend that you do uh, instead of running out and getting this is pick up Zen... Uh, or um, what is it? Pinball FX3, also by the same company. It's really good. It's free, and you should definitely check it out. It's awesome. Uh, so there's that. Nintendo also tweeted out, or, or actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor, and when we return, we're going to talk about Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Stick around. Now I know how you're spending the holidays That's watching right. Nintendo. All right, so we're watching Nintendo here, and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. I'm not interested in this game at all, but they keep adding in more things to make me maybe change my mind. So now they have these all-new things called Dream Events, which are not like actual sports uh, but instead, like they've got hoverboards and stuff like that, which is weird and awesome. And like, how many different games are they packing into this particular uh, game? Uh, it, it looks really fun. All of these these weird things. They've got Dream Karate, which I don't know what that means. Dream Shooting, uh, hoverboards with the Dream Karate. You are you're fighting on like this weird light up. A level that I don't know what that means, uh, but it looks cool. And every single time that I think, okay, I don't really care about this game because I don't, they keep showing me reasons why maybe I should care. And uh, I just thought that I would point that out to everybody. If you want to check out the video itself, uh, go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 401 of Nintendo Switchcraft, and uh, you can see the link in the show notes there. Uh, Bowser 13 in chat says it's going to be the Wii Sports and Carnival games in one with Mario and Sonic. I know it looks it looks compelling. I'm not excited about it, but they keep they keep like tempting me just a little bit. All right. I, I want to talk about a game that I thought was tempting and now I'm really upset about is Castle Crashers. I just saw this um, post on Reddit 
and it says uh, PSA in Castle Crashers on Switch, only player one's progress is saved in local multiplayer. Uh, this is according to an interview with the developers. Um, the interview was by Switch Ups, which I don't know who that is. Uh, but they said only players one's progress, i.e. level in stats, is saved when playing in local multiplayer. This could potentially be a huge hindrance to anyone you play with in couch co-op. Supposing you don't go through the entire game in a single sitting, they will immediately be placed at a disadvantage whenever you continue your adventure. This is pretty frustrating to hear because this wasn't an issue on the Xbox 360, which I'm sure is where a lot of us played and fell in love with this wonderful game. Hopefully the hopefully this gets patched in an update. In the meantime, buyers beware. Now, I, I haven't been able to w- listen to the interview and see the whole thing, but... Oh my God, what is the thinking here? They're like, you should be able to sign in. And if if I do local multiplayer with uh, Diablo, I think that the other people who I'm playing with, like they progress too. I could be wrong, but I think they do. But being like, why? Okay, I'm having trouble getting my words out because I'm so surprised by this. Uh, so if if me and three other people sit down to play Castle Crashers, and I'm player one, and we all like play for a couple hours together, and then we turn it off, and and we're all like level ten. At the end, we turn it off, and then the next day we sit down to play again, and we turn it on. Only I'm level ten; everybody else is level one. That is nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. So, I don't know how Castle Crashers works because I haven't spent very much time with it, but I think the the solution, maybe there's a technical limitation because you can only have one user profile loaded at, at any time, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Or, or maybe it's simply an oversight by the developers. I'm not sure. But I think a solution would be that everybody is the same level as player one. Now, that would make sense to me. However, let's say that uh, my son and I sit down and we play two player castle crashers and uh, at the end of the level we're level we're all we're both level 10 and then he was he was player two and I'm player one and then I go to play again and I'm level 10 so as I'm playing I'm leveling up but then he goes to play again on his own now his character is only level one so that it really disincentivizes he and I to play together because that means that we can only play together. And as anybody who has kids uh, knows, you just don't always have time to play together. You don't always have time to do that that thing when you want to. And sometimes somebody just wants to play without you. And that's kind of like this is a deal. Bre- this might be a deal breaker for me. I was really looking forward to Castle Crashers, but now I don't know. Like it's just I don't know. It seems lame. It seems incredibly lame. And hopefully they can fix that. But like if, if they hadn't thought of it at this point, then I mean, I don't know what they're thinking about. Uh, anyway, that kind of brought us down. Let's go back up. Uh, Dragon Quest. Are you guys ready for some Dragon Quest news? Listen, let's talk about September. All right. September has already had some pretty, pretty heavy hitters. We've had uh, Demon X Machina come out. Uh, I think Grid Racing is coming out. We've got, of course, the Switch Mini or light or whatever. Yeah, the Switch Lite. And then we also have uh, the new Zelda game, 
September 27th, we have Dragon Quest XI-S. And I'm sure that there's other things that I'm not thinking of right now because September has been one... Oh, yeah, Astral Chain. Thank you, Joel Mead24. Uh, Astral Chain also came out. And, well, although technically that's August because I think it was August 31st, but you get the picture. Like, all these games are September, right? And Square Enix is like, hey, you know what? You know what would be really cool is if we brought uh, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 to North America for the first time on console and and Europe. We, these have never been released in the US or in Europe on console, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. So why don't we bring these over? When should we launch them? Hmm. Should we launch them on September 27th when Dragon Quest 11 is coming out? I don't think so. Uh, maybe it, Maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe there's enough people out there who are going to look for Dragon Quest and they'll say, oh, look, there's also these other three Dragon Quest games. Maybe I'll buy those all at the same time and not play Dragon Quest 1, 2, or 3 for months because I'm going to be too busy playing Dragon Quest 11 S. I, I don't know what they're thinking here. And for me, I think it's a mistake to have it launch on that day. These are games that should have come out either earlier in the year to build up hype for Dragon Quest XI S or after sometime later in the year or maybe even next year. I think it's a huge mistake for them to bring these games to the Nintendo Switch now. And I'm very interested in them. Uh, I think it looks cool, but the idea of these games competing with Dragon Quest XI S, I don't know. I think it's a mistake. And this is a problem that I feel like I've, I've been seeing on the switch for for quite a while now is this idea that the developer or that the publishers and Nintendo themselves they don't know how to pace themselves like the first half of this year was pretty quiet there really wasn't all that much to play and that's fine cuz we still had plenty to play from last year but this the first half of 2019 was really quiet as far as games to play or at least big games to play and then the second half of 2019 has just been insane and you just can't possibly keep up with it. So I, I think that, I don't know, Square Enix, Nintendo, and all of the other publishers need to sit down with a calendar and start marking stuff down so that we can play everything. And I know, uh, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Bill, you don't have to play everything the day it comes out. You're right. I don't have to play everything the day it comes out. But to have long stretches of time where very few games are coming out and then long stretches of time where there's so much coming out, that's just crazy. Uh, iCase81 wants to know if that is collusion. I don't know. Like, I don't know the legal terms for them to not compete with each other. Um, I have no idea. But I I'm going to use movies as an example. You know, a, a movie will be, they'll be like, hey, everybody, we're going to release on such and such a date. And then what happens is uh, Disney will be like, oh, yeah, um, Marvel movie X is going to come out on that date. And so then everybody will be like, well, I'm not competing with that. And they're going to scatter unless it's a wildly different type of movie. Like if it's, uh, you know, a movie that does not appeal to the same audience 
even a little, like there's very little crossover there, then they stay on that date. But for the most part, you don't, you, you know, it's not, you don't see Batman movies coming out against uh, an Iron Man movie. Like that kind of thing doesn't happen because they know people only have so much time and people only have so much money and throwing everything at them all at once is usually, I say usually, a mistake. Uh, so I just wanted to let people know about that. Uh, and then finally, we've got a sale from Sega. Uh, Sega has a publisher sale. This also I found on Reddit. So thank you, Reddit user xditto. Uh, they they found that some games are up to 50% off. The sale goes until September 23rd. So that gives us some time to decide what we're going to buy. And let's take a look at what we've got. we got Sonic Mania. Listen, guys. Sonic Mania is an amazing game. And if you have not picked up Sonic Mania yet, it is just wonderful and you absolutely should. And it's 25% off. You can pick it up for $14.99. Sonic Forces, I hear is kind of a stinker. I have not played it myself, but I hear it's not all that great. So you probably pass on that one at 25% off. Sega Ages Sonic the Hedgehog, the original Sonic the Hedgehog is $5.99 at 25% off. I would say skip this. You've probably played it already. And you're better off getting the Sega collection, which would have a lot more games in it. Uh, and um, you have Sonic Mania if you really want to play a Sonic game. So that's that's my um, my advice there for you. Puyo Puyo Champions. Don't think I played that one. It's $5, 50% off uh, until September 30th. So there's actually lots of time for that one. Um Cool. I, I haven't played that one myself. I do like Puyo Puyo games, but I I per personally prefer Tetris more. And I don't know that I will be buying any more Tetris slash Puyo Puyo games in the near future because Tetris 99 is just too good. It's just too good. And I can't see something else uh, competing with it. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is a really good game. I played uh, a lot of the first one. Uh, not as much of the fourth one, just because I, my, I was swamped and didn't have time to get through very much of it. But what I played was really good, and I, I adore the Valkyria Chronicles franchise. Uh, so if you don't know what kind of game that is, it's basically uh, it takes place in like a fictional World War One setting, but it's not really World War One. It's like some other place or whatever, and uh, it's very, very World War One esque. And uh, it has like top-down tactical stuff mixed with um, third-person over-the-shoulder gunplay. It's really weird and awesome, and it has a very, very cool art style. If you like games like uh, Mario Plus Rabbids or Fire Emblem, uh, then I think that Valkyria Chronicles 4 at 20, to 20 bucks at 30% off, that's a deal. Uh, and... I don't know what this means. Complete is $34.99. I think that means it comes with Valkyria Chronicles 1 and 4. I can't find that here um, for sure. Or, or maybe that's just the one that comes with extra DLC. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Sega Ages Outrun. Uh, if you look like an, an old school arcade, ra arcade racer, then you can get this one for five bucks. But honestly, I would say skip that, spend more money and get Horizon Chase Turbo because that game is rad and kind of gives you the same feeling. Uh, but if you insist on having that old school pixelated fun, then five bucks at 25% off seems like a good deal. Uh, Sega Ages Fantasy Star. 
is really cool. Uh, I have this game. It's Fantasy Star, but what they did is they added in like auto mapping features and stuff like that in order to make the game uh, just a little more palatable to people who don't have as much time. It's awesome. Rock of Ages 2, I don't know anything about that. And then Team Sonic Racing is 50% off at 20 bucks. I'm not super excited for that because I've got Mario Kart and Team Sonic Racing to me just always seemed like poor man's Mario Kart. Uh, But there you go. Those are games that are on sale through Sega Publisher. I think there's some real gems in there that you should check out. Uh, But uh, now now you know, and knowing's half the battle. Go Joe. Uh, Let's let's wrap up the show. Uh, Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Get a hold of me through email at runjumpstomp at gmail.com or on Twitter at runjumpstomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network, and for more information, check out gstu.net. Speaking of which, right after the show, I'm going to host my friends over at GSTU Media on Twitch. They are currently playing a whole bunch of Borderlands all day long, so uh, just if you're watching live, stick around, and if you're listening to this later, make sure you go to their Twitch channel and uh, follow them. If you are looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you all for hanging out with me. I will see you next time. Until then, stay rad. Stay rad.